The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your bet. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And the NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. That's NBA D-O-G for all the details. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host and brother, Nick Olzak. How we doing, sir? Happy Sunday evening. Yep, happy Sunday evening yourself. Doing good uh, in a tight fantasy matchup due to the mistake of adding uh, goaltender Spencer Martin four minutes after uh, his time um, listed for the game. And he had 40 points. So as a result of that, Ouch. I'm in. I only hold a four-point lead with one game or two games on my slate left. So uh, going to be a tight matchup. But uh, outside of that, I'm still sitting at one and zero. But uh, God, I'll be a lot better though. Get a lot more points. I know you had a little bit of a struggle this week, so we definitely got to go over some of these names to get our teams as well as your teams better for the week. Yeah, definitely need to get out of the gutter. My team. Slow start this week, little to no production the first couple of days. I was, you know, buried from the get-go. Jack Hughes came around. He popped up some production for me. Uh, Seth Jarvis was able to pick him up off the waiver wire. He was a nice ad for me this week. One of the top scorers right now in the NHL. Still not enough, not getting it done. Got to dive into the dive into the waiver wire here. We're going to be getting into it tonight. Uh, we have got a lot of names to go over. Hopefully some of these names can help you in your league. Some are a little bit more higher percentage, 30, 40% rostered, but a lot of them are below that. You know, So these guys should be readily available in your fantasy hockey leagues. Nick, who is our first guy up here? Let's just uh, dive right into the discussion. Yeah, right away we've got uh, some veteran presence on the list in uh, James Van Riemsdyk right now. Sit playing on the third line with Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick, which I like. That's kind of a tough line. I think Van Riemsdyk brings a little bit more skill to that line while Coyle and Frederick are more physical players. And then he is on the uh, first power play as well with Pavel Zaka and Brad Marchand, which is a very weird power play. You know, no Bergeron, no Krejci mm-hmm. anymore on that power play, but hoping he can uh, fill that role and uh, get some production going, which has looked like he has. He's got points in three straight games, uh, four games play- or, yeah, four games on the year, three goals, one assist for uh, seven shots on goal. Looks like a pretty good pickup at 26% rostered, but you got to get on him quick, though. He's uh, plus 23% roster rate in the last day. So teams are mm-hmm. catching on, and, uh, yeah, definitely someone to look at. And he's also got a favorable schedule the next few games. He's got Anaheim in the late game tonight, then Chicago, Anaheim, Detroit, all favorable games, all matchups he can produce in. So I definitely like uh, Mr. Van Riemsdyk for sure. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. I was definitely right there with you on the matchups. That's what I was looking at for this upcoming week. A lot of games, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 
Um, oh, I'm sorry, and Monday as well. Or oh, I'm sorry, that's this evening. The the game tonight yeah. uh, against Anaheim. Sorry. Uh, so still three games this upcoming week. Great, great opponents. A lot of opportunity for scoring in those matchups. Detroit's also been very good, but you know a lot of scoring going on in their game. So I, I like those opportunities. But uh, the ice time is not there. You know, for a guy that's got points in three straight games, uh, was it three goals, one assist, but just 14 minutes played, 13 minutes played, 11 and a half, 11 and a half. I, I don't know. I'd like to see a little bit more time on the ice. Also, not many shots on goal, just seven shots on goal through four games. I'd like to see a little bit more there. Uh, so I'm thinking there might be a better option for you. I don't know if I would make him like my top guy, uh, but I would definitely you know, put in a little star next to his name because if you start to see a little bit more ice time come his way, I think he's going to be a more valuable, out, uh, more valuable asset consistently. I think there's going to be a lot of guys on the waiver wire that are playing a lot more minutes, more role or bigger roles more opportunities to score, get you fantasy points. So I'm going to I'm gonna be a little bit more timid about picking him up, but I think he's a good guy to uh, keep an eye on. Who's our next guy up? Next up, we got uh, Andrew Kopp of the Detroit Red Wings. Second line forward with uh, JT Comfer, Michael Rasmussen on that line. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a second line power play center with uh, JT Comfer and Lucas Raymond. Um, been playing well as of late. Um, five games played, three goals, one assist, 20 shots on goal. But the, the last couple games, I would be more timid on him because he just the last two games hasn't been as uh, productive. No no uh, goals or assists or anything. Three shots on goal. But um, he's got a tough schedule coming up with Winnipeg, Seattle, Boston. But he's got, he had a couple good games. Uh, he got one against Pittsburgh where he potted in two goals. And uh, a game against Columbus, we had a goal. A game against Tampa with an assist. But uh, the shots on goal are there for him for sure. In five games, he's got 20 shots on goal. So averaging mm-hmm. shots on goal a game. So definitely got love to see that. But for me, this is more of like someone I'm really, uh, really on the fence about. I've got him tonight in my uh, fantasy team um, playing in the last game here. Or he's already played. Um, and he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't do anything for me, which I was really disappointing because the guy I'm playing has – um, Alex to and he had a hat trick and now I'm in a mm. very, very close matchup, but, um, mm. yeah, definitely someone I'm going to be a little bit more timid with, but a lot of other teams are, uh, thinking differently, uh, 28% roster and plus 27 in the last day. So, um, yeah, it's just about, uh, where you need guys in your lineup and, uh, what you see fit. Cause for me, it doesn't seem like the long-term fit, but for, uh, other teams, he might be a better fit. Could also just be off to a little bit of a slower start. I mean, he is getting the puck to the net often. He has zero games with less than three shots on net. Three, three, four, five, three, five. So he's definitely looking to get the puck to the net with some urgency here. You know, downside, I think, in our league with the scoring is he's not winning faceoffs. You know, mm-hmm. six, one, four lost, four, four, one, five lost. There was a night he was negative. You know, negative five, another 90s plus three, another 90s even, another 90s plus one. I think that might be skewing at least the fantasy scoring because if you look at his numbers, three and a quarter, three and a quarter, eight and a half, ten and three quarters, six and three quarters, like it's a pretty, pretty solid baseline. So I do think he's actually worth a stash. I, I think the downside of him, because he is, he is also playing a fair amount of minutes, uh, he just has that center designation. That's it. You don't get any, you know, roster utility out of him. You don't get like, you know, that little, little left wing, that little, little right wing bump. I don't, I don't appreciate that from uh, the good old Yahoo. So, you know, if your platforms do have that, maybe like on ESPN or something like that, you know, you're broadening your horizons over there or just dulling your mind, whichever way you uh, view it. You know, maybe uh, he has a little bit more value, but I think that's really the only thing holding him back. And I do think he is worth a stash. You know, just anyone that's always looking to get the puck to the net. That's where the production is going to come from, which is going to equal fantasy points. Mm-hmm. And yeah, next up too, we've got uh, Oliver Ekman Larson with the Florida Panthers, um, mm-hmm. looking solid right now. He's a uh, first D pair defenseman, brings a little, you know, you know, veteran presence, playing with uh, Gustav Forsling being an old, an older lad on the back end. Um, yeah, playing mm-hmm. on that first pair, and then he's on the first power play with on the point with your boy Evan Rodriguez. And yep. uh, the last few games, um, definitely, you know, don't love it, don't hate it, but someone I'm just kind of keeping my eye out for right now. Five games played, one goal, one assist, four shots on goal. 
which is like okay numbers. But the reason why I got my eye out on him is the ice time. It is there for sure. He played the last couple games. It's been down around 22, 23. But before that, he was logging 24 or sorry, 25, 26 games a night or 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. And definitely uh, someone that I want to look at for sure. And uh, yeah, favorable schedule, I think. At least next game, he's got uh, San Jose, Seattle, and then Boston. Boston being a tougher matchup. But he got Seattle and San Jose at home on Tuesday and Saturday. So a lot to like there. But for me, yeah, just someone that's on the fence, just because, again, not a lot of matchups this week. 19% rostered. So, you know, not everyone's catching on the trend of OEL yet. But um, yeah, definitely uh, someone on my watch list as, at the moment. Yeah, that, that's as far as I would put him. I don't think it's necessary to add him. I like the minutes. I think that's going to breed opportunity. So if you're like in a 14-team league or something really deep like that, sure, you should absolutely add him. You want to get some exposure to you know ice time, and I do think that you know the assists and production will come, especially playing on the power play. Uh, I like the fact that he another guy that also gets the puck to the net. He only has one game so far with less than three shots on goal. That was a game where he still had an assist. The team won. He had an assist against New Jersey, played 25 minutes, but he only had one shot on that. So, you know, kind of a fair trade back and forth. The game after that, he scored a goal, you know, nine and a quarter points, and then he went all the way down to, you know, one and three quarters. So he's going to have those nights where he does for you. So, you're, you know, you're putting him on your roster if you're, again, in a deeper format or he, again, maintains a more consistent rate of offense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, before we can uh, get into our next guy, it's probably a good time to mention that we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy spicy hot times 100 payout. And for a limited time, the Underdog or the limited time Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 day Sundays. Continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win 100K each. My play on Underdog is Charlie McAvoy over one and a half shots on goal. So watch along, make your picks, and make a little cash on an over-under on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by, by the NBA Underdog Contest. NBA is back to celebrate. We're giving away an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgambling.com backslash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA Underdog using promo code SGPN. And one random winner will get an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgambling.com backslash NBA dog. All right, we're back in it. Nick, who is our next man up here? Next man up, we got a little tender action here. We got Ooh. Anton Forsberg with the uh, Ottawa Senators, and mm -hmm. he looks like a very good option when he's playing, starting. It looks like every other game, and two games so far, uh, two wins, so you can't complain there. A 1.50 mm -hmm. uh, goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage, so Buddy's keeping the puck out of the net. A um, couple big wins against Washington and Philly. So definitely a lot to love with him. And at the rate he's going, playing every other game, looks like he'll get uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh with an Ottawa team that looks like they're rolling right now, sitting at three and two. They're putting the puck in the back of the net a lot when they are winning. I think uh, Forsberg's a good pickup, like I said, 18% rostered. Only downside is the shots on goal. It's a little bit mm -hmm. lower compared to some of our other goalie candidates. 23 uh or 24 shots yeah 24 shots on goal in the last game 21 in the game before that so definitely something to look out for for sure but yeah definitely uh i think a home run right now and with the shots on goal it's you know bad that he's not getting the points but it's good that ottawa's playing defense in front of him but yeah definitely mm -hmm. like him especially in this matchup on the 24th against buffalo for sure he's paired up with corpusalo right yeah Corpus I, mean, like I could, I could see him game. taking over the net. I mean, I could see him taking over the majority of the starts in that scenario. So I think Corpusalo does have some losses then. Uh, he would be one and two, and Anton Forsberg would be two and one. Or I'm sorry, two and oh. So mm -hmm. interested to see how that goes. 
Yeah, I, th I think uh, with Ottawa, they're a team where they'll try anything right now. They're one of those teams that's trying to get out of that rebuilding phase, that retooling mm -hmm. phase. And I think, uh, yeah, the little shakeup in the net bringing Corpusalo was good. But if it doesn't work, he's got Forsberg as an option. So mm -hmm. definitely a lot to work with there in uh, Ottawa. Well, I'll say this. Forsberg is the best option on my waiver wire. So I will definitely co-sign picking him up. A uh, good ad right now, but I think he's also just going to be in the mix of, you know, backup goalies that are kind of coming on and off your roster. We have some other names that we're going to be bringing up. I would say, you know, at least from the names that I do know that we're going to talk about, he's probably at the top of the priority list still. Uh, but we'll get to those guys as they come along here. And then, uh, yeah, next up, we've got Trevor Moore of the Los Angeles Kings um, playing on the third line with uh, Philip Deneau and Arthur Kaliev. I honestly mm -hmm. like that line. I think Trevor Moore brings a solid offensive mindset to that line. Deneau is more of a defensive centerman. And then uh, Moore is also slotted in on the second power play with uh, Quentin Byfield and Philip Deneau. Um, I mean, this is the kind of a guy I'm – I think there's better options, but I just don't see his production being as consistent as some of these other guys. While he does mm -hmm. have five points in five games with four goals and an assist, um, he's on that third line at the moment. Um, I see him moving up the lineup, and if he's doing that, and I think if he moves up, I think that's someone that he, I'm definitely going to look at. I think he could definitely move up over, who is this, Alexi Lafriere. He could definitely move up and play on that line over him, and I think at that point is when I want to pull the trigger and get Trevor Moore. But right now, being a third-line guy, I'm I'm going to bow out on him and say that I think there'll be a couple other better options at the moment. Guys that are going to, you know, be, you know, top six guys, guys that are going to mm -hmm. be first power play unit guys. But Trevor Moore definitely on the watch list right now and 8% rostered right now. Um, a lot of deeper leagues. He's someone that you can be able to turn to and he'll be able to uh, get you some production, I think. And, but it's 7% rostered in the last day. So you got to be uh, really uh, quick when it comes to picking up Trevor Moore. But yeah, definitely um, an optimistic picked up for sure. Just not someone ready to pull the trigger on quite yet. Yeah, I'm I'm very much on the edge here. Uh, I think you could convince me. Let me take a look at his matchups really quick. Uh, Arizona, Arizona, Vegas. I mean, I guess I just pick him up for these couple Arizona games. No, I mean, I I feel like that's a good mm -hmm. spot. Th this is another team that's been scoring. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, feel him out. You know, if he does well in game one, throw him a bone. Keep him for game two. I think at that point, you'll probably wind up starting him again against Vegas. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad situation. I actually kind of like that that line with him to know. Uh, was it Kaliev? Kaliev? Yeah, Kaliev. Kaliev. Plays physical. Deneau mm -hmm. plays fast. He, he tries to di distribute rather than shoot. So I think things can be funneled to, to Trevor Moore or at least tilted to his side of the ice to get you know at least the most production of that line. And then he plays with Deneau on the power play with uh, with Byfield. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, an interesting situation. He's another guy that's bringing the puck to the net. This last game was his first game where he uh, didn't reg register at least three shots on net. So, again, those are the type of guys that I like. Uh, you know, shooting your shot. That's what it's, that's what it's going to take to get fantasy points is getting production. Good things happen when you put the puck on net. All, mm -hmm. young, all you young hockey players out there, write that down. Yeah, and that's coming from two hockey coaches, obviously. <laughs> but circling into our... Circling on to our next guy, we've got Jonathan Quick of the Los Angeles Kings. A little bit more veteran presence, like we've mentioned, in the goal. Um, former Columbus Blue Jacket. Um, played his first game with the Rangers um, a couple nights ago. And he had a 4-1 to win over the Seattle Kraken. Um, 18 shots in the win. But that's the only uh, sample size we've seen out of Jonathan Quick. But he's definitely, I think, one of the better backup goalies in this uh in the league this year, but I don't think the way the Rangers run uh, Shesterkin, I don't think he's going to get too many starts, but I think, you know, you have to be looking at that daily faceoff, looking for that green check mark to make sure mm -hmm. that he's going to be starting. And when he's starting, I'd say he's definitely always an option, but it's really hard to tell with how much they start uh, Shesterkin. I think last year, I don't even know if Halak hit the 20 game mark last year as uh, right. Shesterkin's backup. So you definitely just have to watch out for that. Um, 3% rostered, though. Um, definitely someone that's going to be a lower percentage player as he is a backup goalie. But when he is playing, definitely someone you can target. I could see him getting a start this week considering they're going 
uh, Seattle was the start of a four-game road trip where you've got Calgary, Edmonton, mm -hmm. Vancouver. I could see him picking up that game in Vancouver potentially on the 28th, yep. but just not a lot of starts. But as a backup goalie option, as a league where you have unlimited, unlimited ad drops, definitely a goalie you could target the day of to get some points. So I'll just ask it to you like this, because, I mean, I agree with you. Like, the situation doesn't warrant to hold him on your roster. You just want to scoop this guy up whenever you can, you know, sneak in an extra goalie, goalie start. That's mm. that's that's it. Nick hit it on the head there. So I'll say it like this. Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. Are you good to pick him up and start him against any of those teams? Would you fade him up against, uh, you know, Edmonton? Higher scoring roster, you would at least assume? Mm. I mean, the Oilers, they've been off to a rocky start at the moment. So, I mean, I wouldn't be against – if he got in that matchup, I wouldn't be against it. Um, mm -hmm. Even with Calgary and Vancouver, I think the Rangers could take all the, all three of those matchups. Are they going to? Probably not. I think they'll drop one of them. But at the rate they're going right now, I mean, they're off to a little bit of a slower start right now. But I think they mm -hmm. can definitely pull it together on a, a Western Canadian road trip like this and be able to bring home some wins um, on the road. But I think the hardest game, if you were to fade any of them, would probably be Vancouver. Vancouver, at, under uh, Rick Tock, it's been a team that's been scoring some goals lately, and you're coming onto the tail end of that road trip, and that's when uh, teams are the most tired and they're not playing at their fullest potential. And so, yeah, that's definitely the one game, if anything, I would possibly fade quick, but it's just hard to tell right now just about how they play the first two games because, you know, you split that or you lose both of them. Then coming into that third game, I think it's going to set uh, a bad tone going into Vancouver. I think that's the game he's going to wind up playing. So mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. I, I do think yeah. Shesterkin gets the next two. Calgary mm -hmm. and Edmonton. Jonathan Quick's getting uh, the last of it against uh, Vancouver, last of the road trip. Yeah, so. it's, just, it's just hard to tell because, you know, you get off to – it's like uh, with my kiddos, go off to a tournament, you get off to a slow start, and mm -hmm. you know it's really, really hard to be able to come back from that. So it's just going to be all about. It's all going to be about the tone you set coming in right from the get-go in uh, Western Canada. But transitioning into our next guy here, we've got Arturi Lekkinen of the Colorado Avalanche, a little bit of a friend of the show here, someone that uh, makes their way onto our uh, pod a few times here and there. But Buddy, the last uh, three games has been—he's uh, been buzzing to say the least. He's got uh, two goals and four assists for six points over his last three games. Colorado has yet to lose a hockey game, which uh, they are one of the few teams. I think it's Colorado, Boston, and Vegas are the mm -hmm. only teams left to lose that haven't lost. But you can't hate him when he's playing on a line with Nathan McKinnon and uh, Valerie Nachushkin. McKinnon, guy that shoots the puck like a mad lad. So there's going to be rebound shots, opportunities everywhere. On the first power play unit with uh, Ryan Johansson and Miko Rantanen. And that power play, they're like one of the best in the league. I watched them against Chicago. And they absolutely dummied the Blackhawks on the power or when the Blackhawks were on the kill. They moved they the did. puck well. And that uh, unit of McCarr McKinnon up there is really deadly. But with Lekkinen, definitely someone I think is almost a must-add playing with a guy like McKinnon. Um, six points in the last uh, three games, like I mentioned. The shots on goal were there. He had eight shots on goal against San Jose, 22 Ooh. shots on goal in five games. Uh, Buddy's buzzing, definitely a must-add here for sure. The ice time's there, 18, 19 minutes a night. And, yeah, if he's available, I would snag him for sure. I don't know how else you can uh, put it. No, I mean, again, you hit it right on the head here, 19 and a half, 10 and a half. Seven and a quarter, six fantasy points in his last four games, six points in five games played. You mentioned the shots on goal, 22 and five. Playing on the top line, Colorado Avalanche, undefeated team right now. One of the better offenses in the league, period. Playing alongside with one of the better players in the league, Nathan McKinnon. A lot of good things here, checking a lot of good boxes. At 41% rostered, if you're sitting there and he's available, you have to get him on your roster. Inexcusable not to do so. Also, What's inexcusable, Nick, is not getting down with Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. 
Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down leg by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, and we're back. Party on. Let's go. Who is our next man up, Nick? What do we got? Next next guy up, we got a little more veteran presence here. We've got uh, Mr. Scott Lawton of the Philadelphia mm. Flyers playing on that second line, bringing a little bit of grit to that line with Travis Konechny and Tyson Forrester. Um, not really a special teams guy, uh, but, I mean, still um, some optionality here for someone still looking to pick up. Five games played, four goal or four assists. Sorry, nineteen shots on goal. Seven percent rostered. I mean, I think there's better options. A guy that hasn't been able to talk one in the back of the net. You know, put the biscuit in the Whoa, basket. No Genos. No Genos. All apples for this mad lad here. But mm. I think <laughs> I definitely think uh, there's a better options here. Playing on a Flyers team that's not necessarily the best. Either they're three and two right now, but I doubt that's going to stick that rate. But um, yeah, definitely someone in a busier league team with or a league with more uh, guys getting picked up and dropped all the time. Lawton's a guy that can make a, a turn on your roster for a day, but just don't mm. see any long term value with him. Well, the shots on goal are there, you know, four, four, and six in his last three games. Yeah, I just don't yeah. see uh, a lot of long term potential with him. And the next couple games are going to be uh, going to be a couple tough ones for him, going on the road to Vegas and then at home against Minnesota. Two really no Minnesota's easy breezy. I hate Minnesota. We are done with Minnesota. This is no longer a pro Minnesota Wild podcast. No, 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 no. They are in the dog house, Minnesota Wild. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and then that Vegas matchup is going to be tough because uh, they're a hockey team that hasn't quite you know lost the game yet or lost a hockey game. And I think they just set the record for uh, the best start for uh, a defending Stanley Cup champion. Always, you know, cool to see. For what, the goals record. against or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Or their 6-0 start or something. But yeah. they're buzzing, and I don't think the the Flyers and Scott Lawton will be able to match that in these next couple matchups. So definitely someone that's on the watch list, but he's further down the watch list for me. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that he's getting the puck to the net. Like I've, I've been saying, these are the type of players that I try to target. Um but, you know, you'd like to see him score some goals. You know, you'd like to see there be something behind that because there are a lot of shots. There are a lot of there are a lot of looks on net. He is playing a fair amount of minutes. I would still say less than ideal. You know, the most minutes he's logged in a game are 16 and a half. So that's that's not the best attribute. I'm going to hold off for now as well, but it's very close for me. I think there's a lot of situations where I do pick him up again. Another... Another situation also where you're just looking at that center roster spot. You like to see a little bit more utility, a little bit more flexibility flexibility for more starts, especially if you're in a league like us where you only do get five ads a week. I would probably hold off on Scott Lawton, but someone I'm definitely keeping my eyes on. Also, winning face-offs. Winning, winning a fair amount of face-offs uh, was plus four one night, plus five another night, and just minus one in his last game. So, it's not, it's not bad. Also throwing in the body, you know, throwing in some hits, th throwing in some blocks. So if your league values that and the waiver wire is thin, Scott Lawton should definitely be considered. Yeah, definitely a fan of the uh, stick lift and skate kick in the dot, winning them right back. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Straight out of 1997. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then moving into our next guy here, we've got Leo Carlson of the Anaheim Ducks. A rookie, mm -hmm. you know, younger kid. Um He's been someone I want to keep an eye on, but he has been in and out of the lineup. I don't believe he's playing in tonight's game against the Boston Bruins, but and he didn't play oh, the wow. first two games. Yeah, and he didn't. And I looked; he's not injured or anything. But I think they want to be, so, you know, be why are they sitting him? This. Didn't didn't he score a goal in his first game? Yeah, he scored a goal in his first game. It doesn't make sense. I'm looking at what's the he got to do. And, yeah, he's putting he's putting the puck in the back of the net. 
he should be playing, but he's not, but definitely someone that going to keep an eye on um, as he starts to get in the lineup. I think what the Ducks are doing, they're just trying to, uh, I don't know, kind of you know ease him into the league, not like bring him in too quick. I don't know, but which is weird to me, but considering he was, you know, drafted right behind Connor Bedard and in like a lot of other drafts, he would have gone first overall. But yeah, it's just weird. Does not see him playing, but someone uh, that's definitely going to be on the watch list as he gets more games. Yeah, I'm reading this now. It says here, yeah, will occasionally be scratched. What are they doing over there? I don't. <laughs> yeah, he scores a goal in his first game, and mm. is and they and he's played a lot of minutes. It's not like he's coming in and like just being like you know getting 14, 13 mm. minutes, 19, 21 and a half. Had a goal in his first game. His second game, you know, no no goals, no assists, but, you know, you know getting the glue guy stats. Yeah. You know, the shots on goals, you know, the couple of hits. Getting a block down. Come mm. on now, the Ducks. I mean, I didn't, honestly, I had no idea that was going on. So mm. I, I would have to hold off on him. But, I mean, I, I guess that explains it. I mean, a 16% rostered, I feel like that's kind of high for a guy that's not even going to play every night. Well, yeah, and it's plus eight, too. And, uh yeah, you can't yeah. have a lot of love for uh, GM Pat Verbeek right now, who's trying to slow his development, and I think that's going to be worse for him. Sitting in the press box watching these games, what are you going to learn? You're not going to learn anything. You're going to learn from being on the ice in a team like Anaheim. They've got a team of guys that need to learn. They've got stuff that they need to learn with younger guys like McTavish, Zegris. Um, you got Jamie Drysdale in there, Pavel Mintyukov. They've got guys where they need they need them to learn, and I think uh, Leo Carlson should be on that uh, in that learning area on a nightly basis. But he is not. But one of the guys that is in on a nightly basis with Anaheim is uh, Frank Vetrano, who is a guy I'm uh, sitting with on the fantasy squadron tonight, hoping to uh, pull away with that one. You know, again, you know, the little uh, goaltender fumble there, and hoping uh, it's. Uh, Frank Vetrano, I believe, and Troy Terry. Not sure. Um, I got to take a look at it again. Or no, I take that back. The guy I'm playing has Vetrano. So yeah, hope he sucks tonight. But, yeah, not good. But, I mean, pick him up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, buddy, buddy's doing good. Four goals, four games. One of them came in a hat trick effort against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, shots on goals a little bit low with uh, 14 and four games. I mean. There's some value with him there. Last game, he only played 15 minutes. Outside of that, I was playing 19-29. Slotted on, like I said, with uh, McTavish and Ryan Strom on that second mm -hmm. line. And he's on the second power play with Henrik and Silverberg. Um, being on an Anaheim team that uh, isn't always buzzing, I think I'm going to have to pass on They him, suck. Well, you, just, you just say it. They yeah. suck. This, yeah, guy knows. Think... this guy, Sam, knows what we're talking about. Said very insightful. My insightful information on the Ducks is they suck. They're oh, yeah, yeah. an up and coming star occasionally per their strategy. Occasionally. I don't know if they're, I think uh, they're playing checkers right now when they need to be playing chess when, with these, you know, these younger kids. You know, you got the pawns in the front row. You got to promote them to Queens. It's what's going to happen. They're going to go. Trevor Zegers just sitting in the corner. Help me. Please help me help you. You know, mm -hmm. just please give the kids some love. Yeah, and Zegers. I mean, Frank really... for, Frank Fertrano's a, a decent ad, but I don't think he's going to be someone that's on your roster for long. Uh, I think the production will be very sporadic, like you've kind of already seen, right? Like he had a hat trick, then he has nothing really going for him, and then he has a goal. He's he shoots, uh, but in his last game he had three penalties. That's not very good. Like it. That's not very good. I mean. And you know, in those NHL video games, I mean, they tear that guy up right there. You do, you do that. So I don't know. Your player grade's getting just brutalized. So yeah, right. Playing. Uh, the, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that pro? interested. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that interested in Frank Fertrano, to be honest. Um, you know, if he was playing on that top line, I think I'd be more interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's there. changed. Is is that is that maybe the case now? With uh, Carlson no, off. He's still on line two. If anything, they should have stretched this uh, Vetrano bum and put hello, our boy Leo there. But uh, yeah, I guess that's they brought not up the Adam case. Henrique. That's that's fantastic. Big Adam Henrique fan. But what are you doing? 
You're sitting, you're sitting Leo Carlson, so you can throw Adam Henrique up on the top line. It's <laughs> great. That, you gotta love it. Way to you show gotta, them, you guys. Yeah. Analytical. You know what you're doing over there now. You figure right. it out. And yeah, mo- moving from uh, west to east here, we've got uh, <sighs> Kyle Palmieri with the New York Islanders on a really strange second line for qu- that quite that matter. He's on it is Brock Nelson and Pierre, the giraffe Pierre Engvall. And I say that because giraffe. Pierre Engvall looks like a giraffe. He's just like a six foot five dude. He's got a super long neck. He he's a giraffe. And uh, yeah, with Paul Mary, um, he's on the first power play unit. Surprisingly, with uh, Bo Horvat and Matt Barzell. Um, but he's got a goal and three assists in four games. Eleven shots on goal. I mean, five percent rostered. I mean, I guess you could get him while he's on the second line. But there's. No way he's staying on that second line. He he brings that veteran presence to the bottom six. He should be, uh, you know, playing with the guys like Pajo and Lee or even throw him down with uh, Sezikis and Clutterbuck, Martin, that fourth J.J. Pajot. He's a bottom six guy, and I don't see him staying in the top six too long. But while he's there, I would say uh, get a piece of uh, Mr. Kyle while he's playing second line and first power play. But yeah, long-term, no uh, value there for me. Yeah, they actually have Anders Lee, J.G. Pajot, and Julian Gauthier on the third line. That's ugly. And <laughs> yeah, again, the a- second line is just weird, too. Like, I mean, I like Brock Nelson, but just something just is underwhelming about him. And the same thing for Pierre Ingvall. Just something mm-hmm. just underwhelming about him. I love me some Kyle Paul Mary. I love me some Anders Lee. Like, let's put them together. Let's mm-hmm. do some flippy floppy. Come on now. I don't. Yeah, right. Well, it's like Ingle uh, should be on the third line. Anders Lee should be switched with him. Like, come on now. Something, mm-hmm. something ain't right here. Uh, Paul Mary's putting up numbers. He didn't in, in his last game. Uh, he went one and a quarter his last game, nine and a quarter, seven and a quarter, seven and a half, playing a, enough minutes for me to can, you know, you know, fit into my criteria for adding somebody. Uh, the shots on net, I don't believe, are there. Uh, well, no, actually not that bad. They're better than I thought. He did. He only had one in his last game, but the three games prior to that, three, three, and four, I, I didn't think they were that high. Uh, so that's that's really not that bad. I think he actually does fit a lot of the criteria for me, but again, just not someone I believe will be on my roster long. Just mm-hmm. you know, someone I'm looking to plug and play, trying to get some more starts, trying to get a couple more fantasy points. Matchups this week, not really that great. Colorado, Ottawa. Like we had mentioned, Ottawa not allowing a lot of shots on net. Uh, Columbus, good matchup, but on the road, and it's not until Saturday. So, uh, you know, probably not going to be making this pickup, but I I don't hate it. I definitely would recommend it if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, looking to, you know, get deep with it. Yeah, I swear some of these teams with their lines, it's like you're playing an NHL video game in franchise mode trying to get that solid chemistry. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just purposely not doing the right decisions to please some, you know, analytical autonomy. No, boo, yeah. don't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and moving back to the West Coast, we're going into a dumpster fire here in San Jose oh. with McKinney. With Mackenzie Blackwood, but the team, he's getting good numbers. He's, I, mean, I was going to say. He, he, he three games started, but he hasn't won a hockey game yet. But this guy is getting pummeled. 51 he's shots getting against. Tons of fantasy points. What are you talking about? He's cleaning well, up. I, I'm getting there, but 51 points against Colorado, 21 against Carolina, 16 against Nashville. But he's getting the points, but the team in front of him, for God's sakes, it's Don't a hot it. mess. You're, I think, what was this? One, two, three, four, five games. Four out of five games, you score one goal. Like, come on. They now. haven't won a single game. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The team is a dumpster fire, but it's a golden spot for fantasy goalies. This is fantastic. Oh, it definitely is a perfect situation for a guy like Mackenzie Blackwood coming in from New Jersey, which definitely not something he's used to playing New Jersey. You probably use, you know, 20, 25 shots a game, not 51, but he's, uh, he's seeing the shots and he's saving them as much as he can, but he's getting the fantasy points. And that's what matters. Um, what I see is a big thing is rank 13 on Yahoo platforms. Definitely someone that's worth targeting when he's starting and only 11% roster too, but six plus 6% in the last day. So if you're going to get him, get on him, 
but he's going to be getting the points for saves. I don't know about the wins, but the saves are there. Mm. And I just got to wonder, Justin, who, like, if anyone, who's going to be the team that they actually beat? I don't see it being any of these teams on the schedule. You got Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina. They're not beating any of these teams. You're going 0 and 8 here. Yeah, sorry, sorry, pals. Didn't you know? Didn't mean to put it on you like that. But Nick's right. You know, it's not looking good. They've had some some sporadic offense here or there, but you know, it's uh, it's never maintained, and it's always spoiled by bad defense. So, yeah, I'm not really that interested. But uh, you know, getting lots of fantasy points. I, I think that uh, people that picked him up probably aren't that unhappy. But at the same time, like you know, like in our league where we only get you know five uh, ads a week, I'm probably not picking him up. What was his ownership rate? What was his exposure rate? Uh, 11% rostered. Well, that definitely helps because the next guy up is 50% rostered, and he's a much better option, and that's Karel Vejmelka. Uh, He has two wins, similar situation, but where he's racking up a ton of saves, uh, but the Coyotes haven't been actually that bad. They're they're three and two, uh, not really taking on a lot of goals against, so pretty good situation so far for them, and I do like their upcoming schedule back-to-back with L.A., and Chicago, but 50% rostered. It's likely that Vejmelka is owned in your league. If he is available, yeah, I think you got to pick him up. Any disagreement? Uh, no disagreement on this one. Um, he is a guy that's been a friend of the show as well in the past. Yeah. So I could definitely show him some love. But with this uh, Arizona team, I think they're, they're kind of a sleeper team. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. I don't think they're going to be like a playoff contender by any means, but they're going to get better. They are going in the right direction, and that Corralva Malka is going to be a big piece of that. And yeah, the schedule coming up here—you got LA a couple times, and then Chicago. Favorable matchups for Buddy, and uh, yeah, three games started, uh, two wins, a 165 uh, goals against, and 951 save percentage. 50 percent roster, hard to come by, but if he's available, I would grab him. But I wouldn't use any uh, any trade pieces that you have. I wouldn't try and go out and trade for a guy like this. Definitely someone I would only want to play on the waiver wire, not give up that other valuable pieces to try and uh, move for him. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Who's our next man up? Um, our next man up is another goaltender moving um, from south to north. We have Mr. Joseph Wall of the mm. Toronto Maple Leafs, and um, he's been uh, he was been an interesting fella. Um, I know he's so, so. sharing. Yeah, he's uh, sharing the net right now with. Uh, Ilya Samsonov at the moment, and uh, he's looking he's looking solid at the moment. Um, playing as a backup, I can't get his numbers up at the moment, but from what I know, with uh, Joseph Wall, plays really solid. Um, has a good team in front of him, and yeah, I don't know why I can't get his numbers up right now. So he had 34 but... fantasy points in his last start on the 21st, which was yesterday, and then on the 16th he lost. He was in net. Up against uh, the Blackhawks when uh, you know we stuck one in Toronto's face, mm-hmm. uh, also on my parlays. Thank you, Chicago. I love you. Um, so he took a loss in that game, four to one, uh, but then he rebounded, beat Tampa Bay on the road. They've given him the nod for the twenty fourth, so he's going to start up against Washington. Washington has struggled to start. I like him to win that game. I do think that he should be picked up if you're trying to stack points, if you're trying to get that extra goalie start. You know, a lot of these leagues in fantasy, they'll make you at least start, you know, what, like three or four or five goalies a week. So mm-hmm. if you're looking to get those numbers going early, definitely look at looking at some Joseph uh, Wool. And Toronto, like, I don't think they're actually playing that amazing. They've needed to score at least four goals or more in each of their wins. I do think they can do that up against Washington, but I also don't think that Wool is going to be a net most likely for uh, Dallas and Nashville. I do believe that if you're in net for the Leafs and you get hot, there's no pull in you. So I do like the idea of him coming in, maybe getting another win. You know, he gets a couple more in a row here and he can really take over the job. That would be fantastic. But I see this as, you know, kind of being an even split between him and uh, Samsonov. Yeah, and I can agree with that. Um, and I'll tell you what, those uh, Toronto fans, they're a terrorizer of tendies. They, their media and their fans, they cook the tendies oh, yeah. so hard over there. So a lot of pressure. On both Samsonov and Wolf, but yeah, definitely um, a good option to uh, run with out in Toronto. Sticking in the Eastern Conference, though, we've got uh, Travis Sanheim of the Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia, again, a team that's not as favorable. Off to a, not a bad start, but not as favorable down the stretch. 
five games, um, four assists, 6% rostered. Um, definitely someone, you know, that's worth taking a look at. He's on the first power play unit on the point with Cam Atkinson. Um, someone I don't hate, someone I don't really love. Not sure yet. Um, the ice time, definitely there. Last game he logged 28 minutes. That's just, yeah, Ooh. 28 minutes, 27. Ooh. The lowest game. Plays. Yeah, a lot, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of power play time, a lot of PP1 action. And then one mm-hmm. game he logged almost uh, 24 minutes. So definitely someone that's worth taking a look at. But I think you have to be cautiously optimistic on account that he is a Philadelphia Flyer. But definitely someone that I think has some value at only 6% rostered. You're really hating on the Flyers tonight. I'm just you want to talk about Philly it? Is everything guy. all right? I'm just not a big Philly guy. I mean, I look at their lineup and I'm like, all right, this team looks like they're going. Yeah. They're, they they look like a team with like no direction at the moment. Yeah, Carter <clears> Hart, it's like, I want out of here. Some of these guys, like, I mean, I, well, I you're not you're not all in on Bobby Brink. I mean, I'm 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 not a I'm not a Bobby Brink hater, but I'm looking at their defense. Some of these guys I don't I've never even heard of. Like, yeah, Igor, Igor Zamula and Emil Andre. Like, who's who's Emil? I'll give you that. I don't know who those people are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I'll I'll give you that. That's that's fair. I, but I do know who Travis Sanheim is, mm-hmm. and he's got an assist in four out of five games played. I I think this is a really easy pickup. He is uh, near the puck when it's making its way to the net. That's a good thing. Uh, whether you're playing the fantasy or you know you're coaching up your squad, uh, being active on the puck and being active on the ice, good stuff. I mean, a lot of minutes, at least assist the game in four out of five games. Uh, lots to like here. I think you grab him, roster him until he uh, heads south, mm-hmm. till uh, yeah. that that trend balances out or goes negative. Yeah, right, we got a couple up. of guys left. Who who do we got? Next up, we've got uh, just Barry Kotkaniemi on the Carolina Heating Hurricanes, up. a team I like a little bit more than the Philadelphia Flyers. But well, that's, that's cherry picking. <laughs> I'm just saying, Philly, they're they're, they're just a bunch. Yeah. I'm well, not a fan. Kotkaniemi uh, back on the show. Uh, we did have him last week, and he was bar, bar none our best recommendation last week. I mean, we had some good ones, but Kotkaniemi was definitely the best. Uh, th- just a, a quick. Rehit on his production this week. What do you got? Uh, uh, yeah, with Katkinyemi, um, production looking solid right now. Um, six games played, three goals, four assists, 15 shots on goal through six games. But he's playing a lot of games. 16% rostered in the uh, last – or sorry, this year, and eight, plus eight in the last day. But he's got uh, two points, one goal, one assist the last game, had a goal the game before that, two apples mm-hmm. the game before that. I mean, he's only had one game where he didn't have a point. Um, so definitely someone that's worth targeting. Playing on the second line with Stefan Nosen and Seth Jarvis. I know a guy that you mentioned that you hit on. Um, on the mm-hmm. second power play with uh, Stefan Nosen and Marty Natchez. We have definitely a lot to love here. And I know Carolina, they're looking at trying an interesting approach here. Putting Tara Vinen in the middle. So be interesting to see how that goes. Maybe that doesn't work out. Kotkaniemi could move up to line one. So a lot to like with Kotkaniemi. I mean, I think the ceiling is very high with him. And, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely someone that I think out of all these guys is a must. Because, yeah, with Svechnikov and Ajo out right now, someone's got to step up, and I think it'll be uh, Kotkaniemi. There's so much scoring. I mean, the lowest they've scored in a game was three goals. So they, the way they started the season, five, six, three, six, four, four. I mean, there's just so much scoring for this Carolina team. You want to get every bit of them that you can. Kat Kemi playing enough minutes, goals in back-to-back games. What is that? Three, five points in his last three games. And like Nick said, just one game where he hasn't registered a point at 16% rostered, easy pickup, home run smash. If somehow Seth Jarvis is available, I was looking at his availability. I know he was at like 60%. So typically, we try to keep everybody at least under 50 on our show sheet, on our list. So if he's still somehow available, Seth Jarvis, he's definitely another target. But again, 63% rostered, most likely not available in your league. Mm-hmm. Stefan Nosen, I think he is probably available, though. I would say oh, yeah, take Stephane a good Nosen. look at him. Oh, I would say I'm take a good look at him. I'm looking at this guy. I'm taking a good look at him right now. That bald head of his. But 2% rostered right now. Uh, he's got... Was that six points in his last three games? A goal and five assists. There you go. Buddy is on fire at the moment. 
definitely a pick to click in Carolina for sure. Again, he's playing on that second line with our boy Just Barry and your boy Seth Jarvis. Um, lot to like here on the second power play unit. But six points in three games, a 2% roster, getting that bump up to the second line. Justin, there's not a lot more to say with that. You should, no, he's that's, just that's clean. Yeah, that's clean. You get him like right now, 2% roster. No, no one's caught on the trend yet. And with Yahoo, guys catch on the trend pretty quick. So I would uh, get him before the trend starts. Before there's a bunch of games to be played and everyone goes, oh, hey, look, look at that guy. Oh, yeah. All right. I believe next up we have, was it Logan O'Connor? Is that right? Yep. Logan O'Connor of the uh, Colorado Damn. Avalanche. We're getting in. We're getting into it. Mm-hmm. We're getting, yeah, we're getting a little, a uh, little deep into the waiver wire here. Well, Logan uh, O'Connor, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a fourth liner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buddy is a, uh, he's a certified unit right now in the fourth line um, goals in three straight games. Again, the ice time isn't there because he is a fourth liner. But definitely some value, I think, that he brings to the table with a Colorado team that's getting scoring from everywhere. You've got line one that's always buzzing. Line two, they're buzzing with Johansson, the tar three, even with Ross Cole and Jonathan Drouin. I love that third line. And, yeah, line mm-hmm. four with O'Connor, Cogliano. They get some offense going. I watched them in that uh, well, Chicago Well, yeah, game. clearly. <laughs> he has a goal in three straight games. But, yeah, I mean. Well, they get some, yeah, they get the offense going. Um, lots of like here. Um, as long as the production's there, definitely someone that um you you know stick with. And even Yahoo said it perfectly. Um, O'Connor remains hot with a shorty. So three uh. percent rostered plus two in the last day. If he's scoring, he's on pace. Um, I would hang on to him. I just don't know. I just don't know. Three goals on eight shots. I, I just get... don't think that I don't think that's maintainable. I'm gonna have to pass. I mean, I love me a good fourth liner. I, lo- I love I love me I love me a full, you know, clear clear eyes, uh, clear eyes line. But damn, mm-hmm. I I just can't buy that. Not enough minutes, goals in three straight games. That's just that's just an anomaly. I I just don't think that can be maintained, uh, especially like in our league where ads are everything. I can't waste like one of my five on on Logan O'Connor, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did skim over Sean Monahan, uh, I believe, with Montreal now. Yeah, Sean Monahan moved over with the uh, Montreal Canadiens right now, and yeah, I mean, I again watched him when they played the Blackhawks. Monahan looked like that he got a lot going, and it's showing in his numbers right now. Four games played, two goals, two assists, nine shots mm-hmm. on goal. But he's on pace right now, obviously, for an 82-point season. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's on the third line right now with Tanner Pierce and Brendan Gallagher. I actually like that line. Um, I think it's one of the uh, better third lines that you see out of a lot of teams that are struggling. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's on the first power play with Suzuki, Josh Anderson, this Montreal team. They've got some work to do. I think uh, – Monahan, he's not going to be the way to go for sure, playing on that third line as much as I like that line. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's some other pieces too, even here with uh, like New Hook and Raphael Harvey Pinard. There's going to be some options here because there's going to be guys that move around this lineup and get a, a lot of ice time. But um, for me, Monahan, I mean, the, the ice time's there just for me. I don't see this consistency sticking in, as a mm-hmm. bottom six guy when there's a lot of top other top six guys on this list. <clears throat> yeah, especially just having a center designation, that's tough. I do like the production here, though. Last game, goal and assist. Uh, a couple of games ago, again, goal and assist. So 12 and three quarters, three and a half, 16 and a quarter. It's pretty solid for his last three games. Love, love the work in the dot. Plus five faceoffs his last game, plus four the game before that, plus 12 and a 3 2 victory. Uh, who was that against in their second game? That was against Chicago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. killed in the faceoff dot. Must have played uh must have played uh Bedard a lot in the yeah. faceoff circle. Buddy sucks kid, in the dot. Kid cannot figure it out. Kid cannot figure it out. But uh, back to Monahan. Also not getting really enough shots on net for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say high quality watch list candidate because I'm gonna bet that he does get into the top six. I'm gonna bet that he does log some top six minutes. I know Kirby Doc, he's headed to the IR. Maybe he can, uh, you know, weasel his way up there with some more consistent mm-hmm. production. 
So definitely, you know, top tier watch list guy. Yeah. Imagine being Kirby Doc though and getting put on the IR against your former team, just getting absolutely tossed. You hate he, to yeah, see it. I hate yeah. to see it, but he, he had he had a nice little revenge moment. He had a game winner against us last year. I think he'll I think he'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. How long well, are you yeah, gonna hold a grudge? I mean, like you're you're dude, you're in a, you're mm-hmm. in the NHL. Like you're you're in the show, pal. Like get over it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, to wrap up the show here, we got a little uh, duo here with uh Paul Cotter and William Carlson. William Carlson mm-hmm. made the show last week. Um he was my pick to click last week and he uh performed very nicely. So thanks uh, to uh, Mr. William. And yeah, mm-hmm. that came last week with, uh, what was that, four points in three games, golden and assist and a win against Dallas, um, an assist against uh, Winnipeg, and a goal against Chicago. But this Golden Knights team, Justin, they're just rolling. They are, they've had only had one game where they had less than four goals. They're scoring four or five goals a game, and it's coming from everyone in Carlson being a big contributor to that as well as our boy Paul Cotter, who is his line mate, who is also getting in on this production right now. Not as Mm -hmm. high of a rate, but you know, he's got one goal, three assists, six shots on goal in six games, three points in the last two games. And I think that's, he's someone that could, you know, be a sneakier pickup. You know, if you're not in a league where there's, um, if you're in a league where there's unlimited ads, I think Paul Cotter's an option. But if I had to pick between the two guys, the two line mates, it would be uh, William Carlson for sure, as he's also in the power play. Cotter's not in the power play. A lot to like with Carlson, and um, I think if you know Cotter's just kind of a good side piece with that. If you're in a mm-hmm. league where that doesn't limit uh, ad drops, yeah, I'm going Carlson over Cotter. Uh, just going to be more consistent, you know, more reliable track record between the two. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, I don't believe that he has any type of. Actually, I think they're both listed as centers. Yeah, I think Cotter is listed at center. I know William Carlson for free is uh, listed at center. Yeah, so that's well weird. Yahoo, get it fixed. They're both listed as a C, uh, but that just lowers the probability that I'll add Cotter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, yeah. I I understand it for Carlson. That's you know mainly mm-hmm. been his position, but. Still feel like he's played the wing before, but I don't know. You just got to live and die, but with what they give you, and yeah, the, the four points in the last three games, love to see it. Uh, just someone that I have more trust will continue to click. You know, the the run will run longer with him rather than Cotter. All right, been a long one and a good one. You have anything to share before we head out? Yeah, check me on Twitter. Face off with Oz for uh, NHL content, hockey content, any hockey content at all over there with Face Off with Oz. I'm hoping that I can pull this matchup out. Before we uh, head out, I was going to give everyone a score update. um, Because, yeah, it was 287, 283. 288 to 285 right now with the last game just getting underway in Boston and Anaheim. And Pavel Zaka already lost a faceoff. That's negative points right now. So uh, we're sitting on the edge of our seat, right? Sweating this one out. Got to be careful with the centers. uh, Start losing draws. Start heading down. Start heading south. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, me and Nick did have our captains from last week. I had Evan Rodriguez, and Nick did have William Carlson. So his captain won. Our agreed uh, wager was is that uh, our buddy Bedard last week was fine for going no bucket. So loser mm-hmm. here would have to go bucket. So next episode, I will be in the helmet and shield, going full bucket. Who is going to be your captain this week? Oh, easy, Arturi Lekkinen. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Not making it easy on me, I see. Uh, you asked okay. me first. You could, yeah, you could have. That's true. Well, yeah. Shirt. I mean, I, I also asked you first last week. I mean, I just mm. been nice about it. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Who is going to finish higher than Arteri Lykanen? I'm going to have to go with one of these Carolina guys. I guess I'm going to go with Kat Kiemi. Good pick. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of have to. It's that or I have to go to William Carlson. I got to get some redemption from him. <laughs> one, of, mm, one or the other. Right. But I'm going to go with Kat Kemi because I'm going to say he's get, he gets a chance to get some uh, some top-line minutes potentially this week. So All right, so Nick's got uh, Arturi Lekkinen, and I've got uh, – Jesus, I already forgot it. Kat Kemi. It's just because mm. his name's so damn funny. <laughs> 
All right. Take care of you. Well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We will see you next time. Later.